A listener note. The safety information discussed in this podcast are our views based on our personal first-hand experiences. Each safety situation presents unique risks, and the solutions discussed in this podcast should not take the place of thorough risk assessments or evaluations based on your specific circumstances. Thank you. Welcome to Safe, Efficient, Profitable, a worker safety podcast where we break down real problems from real situations and discuss realistic solutions. And here are your hosts, owners of Allen Safety LLC, Joe and Jen Allen. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. No, no, it's a great episode. How to manage training. Yeah. I mean, did you notice that we're both matching today? Yes. I got my black did shirt. Did you call? Did you call each other? <laughs> Maybe hey, I what did. What are you wearing? What, Maybe I did. What colors are your headphones going to be today? You, you know why I really wore this? What? Because I was just thinking about So we were at a plant a couple of years ago, and you were like, well, yeah, I got my black pants on. I'm ready to get, I'm ready to go. We're going to make stuff happen well, today. Hey. I got my black shirt on. I'm going to make stuff happen there today. How to manage training. <laughs> One of the things is you better dress properly. <laughs> I guess so. Because uh, let me tell you something. It, it's, if you're getting ready to manage training and the first thing you do is you decide who you're going to hire and the first thing you do is meet them and they don't look like they're dressed for anybody else in the place. Is this really, yeah. is this really the right person we've hired? <laughs> I wow. mean, I'm really, yeah. So don't be we wearing to, shorts to a food plant, all right? Was, and don't be wearing open-toe shoes, you know? Yeah, so we went to do the chemical evaluation, and everybody showed up. I was you in know, on suits. the buying side in suits yeah. at a chemical plant. And I'm dressed like I normally am for those people. <laughs> oh, by the way, on YouTube, you can see us. On the podcast, you can hear us. But anyway, but yes, I, I dress like we're going to go get dirty at a chemical plant. And everyone else had a suit. So if you're going to manage yeah. training, and you meet that trainer, or you see they them. They don't look, know what's going on. They don't, they should they're, not wearing, right? they're not wearing the they right apparel. It should raise a question. That goes back to, uh, how, are they an expert? Let's go back to what makes a good trainer. You know, dress appropriately. So. Yeah, so the biggest thing when you're trying to manage training is what do you need not like what you think you need not what people are verbally now, saying what's the goal of this whole thing like, why are we even figure, spending yeah, time what talking are we about doing it? so you know we talk about well i need hazmat training when can you come in and do a 40 hour never never because you're talking about responding to an emergency not has waste cleanup and disposal so never is when i'm going to do a 40 hour that is not what you're wanting no. and then, then i'm just rooking you over and that's rude so we're not going to do that so i think the biggest thing is just figuring out what are your goals and then past that like what are the absolutes like we would like for this to happen but we've got to have these three things for sure though so you know is that the most important thing is the number of people you train is it training on nights or weekends or Absolutely. a specific day like what is an absolute for you, yeah, you got to work through that. You got to figure out. Say, I want six people training. Do I want one from department, one from the whole department? You know, sometimes on Sundays we'll train all of one department because they all it's their day. That's our crossover day. Some other days you want, or you train them all on one shift. Yeah, all across you know, scattered across multiple. Is it multiple locations involved, or is it That's just correct. one location? So first thing you do is you got to start. So you may have a matrix. You may start a tracking mechanism. You may do you know calls with your teams and how we want to manage. But the first thing you do is figure out how you want your, your puzzle to go. Yeah. So that you and can get the right any, training. Are there any prerequisites for those people? Because, Absolutely. you know, you may have to evaluate based on the people we're selecting that we think need this. Well, is, is this the first level or is the second level? And does everybody, so when you're talking about the training matrix and tracking that through, that's super important. I mean, you want to be able to know 
if this is a refresher, well, have they had the primary Absolutely. one first? And are they within the re- required timelines? You know, forklift training and stuff like that. You got to got to track all that out somehow. So, yeah, for sure, the training matrix and then figuring out who. Resources. Uh, yep. You're going to be spending money. Well, yeah. I mean, the goal is always let's get the most out of this that we can when if we're going to spend the time and energy to set this up, let's get the most, you know, productivity and the most efficiency per class. So, I mean, it still costs to pull people out, even if yeah. you're doing the training. Well, they, someone else is doing coverage and paying overtime. Yeah. There's still and, a cost to it. Whether yeah. you do internal, external, external or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, and there's still a cost if you're going to send them out because you've got things like we're going to go send them to a different plant, you know, or a holiday in class, a conference. So, you know, whether I'm sending them in a conference room at a holiday in, in, right. well, there's still a cost to that because now I'm looking at, well, do I have a hotel? Do I have food? For how many people do I have a hotel, travel, airfare? You know, there's still cost to all of that on both sides. So you really got to evaluate here's what my cost is. And then you can almost kind of break it down per person of, you know, how much is it really costing me per head? And, and you can start managing costs a little bit that way. And, you know, there could be different costs whether you're doing nights. Because like you said, you know, you've got that cost differential of night shift, overtime, weekends. You know, you may have that. But some of my locations don't because that's their normal work day. It's not yeah, a weekend to them. For those you don't know. Or they normally work 12s. It's not weird to them. We're, we're called a realistic company. What that means is, is that we understand you work. Not a fake company. We, we understand you work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I, if I have a choice, Sunday, I have Saturday and Sunday coming up on training. That's the best days for them when they're doing the actual work. That's well, the day we're training. They're not coming in on an off shift when they normally work thirds. They're not coming yeah, I, in. On I a like day. training. I don't this. want tired people in my training because tired people don't learn well and, and so, they don't engage in the training and, well. And sometimes either. you have to, and that's fine. But if you have a choice, you try to cover it. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of fun. times we do a day shift and next day we do seconds and the next day we do seconds slash thirds. I mean, you got to manage and help them out when you're yeah. managing those people. You got to figure out how you still got to shift coverage and supervisor support and, and everything else. So, so part of how you're managing your training is just, you know, figuring out when is the right time to train them. Because like I say, the goal would be in a perfect world. It's not necessarily always an absolute, but the goal is to have rested people in the training. Yeah. The, the other, the goal is, you know, it could be time of year. It could be, you know, what they've done, you know, we picked up work after the pandemic. And one of the things we did was there was a lot of trainers said, we're not going to come on your site and do training. My whole deal was, would you expect them to do that job task tomorrow? Yes or no? Yes. Would you expect them to do it in the environment they're in? Yes. Then you have to train them you gotta in find that somebody. environment. You got to find somebody you gotta do it. to do it. Yeah. Which It was also weird to me that they were like, yeah, I'm a safety trainer, but I don't know how to safely train you on this job task. Yeah. It, that's the like, worst time in history. Again, that goes back to, are you an expert? <laughs> right. So let, yeah, other episodes, expert, what makes a good trainer. But the point is, you, you, part of the managing the, and evaluating the trainers or whatever, it is internal external you still have to get the end goal accomplished and, yeah, and, and so that may make a short list for you i mean like if you're way out and very remote you may have limited people who are willing to travel out there to do the training absolutely. so i mean part of it is if it's an absolute you want to train on your location and you're remote that automatically shortens your list absolutely <laughs> you're managing less right off the bat so there you go so you know those of us who know us too know that we do a lot with live events and those could be any time 24 hours a day, seven days a week on it. I mean, they're usually in the most inconvenient time Absolutely. because that's something that's going on. I think, I think every chemical leak wants to be on the weekends or at night. Yeah. Or on a holiday. Yeah. You know, on a holiday. So. A lot of Thanksgiving. I don't know what's up with that. But uh, I think the biggest thing is people want to know, are they 
on their own the second that they leave the training and they walk out the door from a place or the trainer leaves the property and, you know, sent their final bill? Are they totally on their own? Uh, I I mean, part of it is they've got to figure out is does this individual, you know, are they going to help me after stuff marinades for a little bit and have more questions? Can I call them? Are they going to say, well, you got to set up another class. We're done here. The way way I look at it from the beginning of this company, you are going to have other questions. If you did a good job training and you were the right trainer, then they should have more questions later. Well, the goal is for them to continue to think about it and apply it to other stuff after you leave. So so call us and we'll answer. We, we don't charge for that. We don't charge for a lot of stuff that people have questions about, even some of these events. And and if you know us, you, you know more about it. But the point of it is, is that I if believe. You, if you know, you know. If Yeah. <laughs> my point of it is you need, you need to ask what you're really getting for the pack. What are you getting with a cost? I'm not saying internal external is better. I'm not saying one company is better than the other. They know what but you're getting. What is your real you, cost? If that's important to you, though, then, yeah. you know, safe is, you know. I have insurance. I, I make enough money, but I still have insurance. <laughs> You know, you know, I, I don't go out there and buy a boat and be like, why am I going to have insurance? I'm like, no, I want insurance. I mean, well, yes, the thing. So, you know, if that's something important to you that you want to be able to ask questions throughout the year, a community college may not be a good option for you because usually in most you figure out what your real cost and real expectations. Not, yeah, that's not something that's going to happen. So. We want to know what the costs are. So give me we some examples. The cost. So, you know, there's some weird stuff going on right now. Are there are there extra fees? There's there's a lot of people doing this weird thing of we didn't make much during the pandemic, so we're going to try and make everything yeah. we can right now. So we're putting on these weird it's fees. It's called make like, up for last revenue. Yeah. So they're they're doing these weird fees where like, you know, consultants will be charging or contractors will be charging for their entire travel day to get to your location, like for their time. And then also their cost of their travel. So it takes me eight hours to drive. Which we don't charge for the travel day. No, we don't, because I think that's weird. But so charge they charge for their time for the eight hours and then they're charging for the rental car and the fuel and the food and the and I'm like, okay, but I thought that used to just be included. Yeah. I thought I don't know what's going on there. So that's weird. They're having this other thing that they're tacking on like consumables. So if there's equipment you're drinking, that they're you're drinking using, coffee and I gotta pay for your coffee now? I mean yeah, if if you, need, you, an electric, if you need an electrical glove, if you need a welding glove, if you need you know some kind of a equipment while you're there, I thought I heard you do the welder. So well, why I don't you have gloves? Were, I thought you were the expert, and you had. Yeah. That's why I called you because you're a welding right. company. I thought you were bringing it with you. And, and watch out for your watch out for your ten nine eyes. He's a ton yeah. out there right now. Uh, what yep. that means is that your company one, we're a W-2 company. What that means is all my team is a W-2 and all my team has continuing education training. All my team has to do certain things. They do this every day, yeah. all day. There's this so many like places I go. To make money on the side. There's so many places I go where the company may be there, but the person has never done it, never been part of it. And you're like, okay, that, that, that's weird. So, that is weird. All right. So talk about our, so for example, even our company, you're going to manage training. Well, we have multiple people that work in our company. We have a certain amount of percentage that we all can do because we have to be able to cover each other in case something goes wrong. But we each yeah. have it broke down. Brian, way better most litigation than I am. Way better. He's bar none the expert in our company. Me, I'm better at the sanitation side. Why? Because I spent a zillion hours doing it. Well, yeah, you know, and in, in, in terms of just understanding how the emergencies flow into regular safety and how they yeah. over relate into the sanitation side and just in general running the business Absolutely. efficiencies and productivity. Yeah, and, I'm a business owner, so I'm always looking at that. I can't turn that off. And, I can't no, turn that's that. always there. Yeah. Jen, she's a, more of the systems and processes mechanic. She's more of the engineering side. I, if anyone's ever been with this when we're managing anything, I'll say to her, hey, you think we could do this better without PPE, better without 
people and she's more of the mechanical side. Why don't we add a conveyor? Why couldn't we do this? And then yeah. you get guy. I mean, everybody knows me. I don't, I don't really like writing procedures. I do them, but guy's 10,000 times better at than he's I am. He's fast. Yeah. He's fast. Really he's fast. better. He's efficient. And we're done. And then you got George. He, he knows so much about the businesses and so much about the crossover. And he's, he's, well, he did safety and production. Yeah. And, and he's, he's also bilingual. bilingual. So he, he can, each one of my team can, push the company into a different level that I can't individually do. And that's what you should be doing. If you're managing training, you want all your trainers to add value to your business in multiple tiers. So it goes back to when I am selecting a a company or a trainer, or I've got to figure out what my goals really are, because that may change who I'm asking to be sent based on, you know, what, what I'm trying to accomplish. If If you're managing massive Chemical problems, massive chemical issues. I'm usually the one that's going to go, which means somebody's got to cover me if I'm supposed to be somewhere tomorrow. Yeah. But at the same time, if I've got something that's like, we got some stuff that we got in the next few days, it's five days procedure writing. I am not the most fit. And to keep costs down for the end user and to make them have a better product, it would not be efficient me going. No, being, being a safe, long, efficient, a, profitable company means I have to evaluate when it's not efficient, profitable for the end user and manage that better. Well, it's the technology. I mean, you know, yeah. it's just he's faster at it, guys faster yeah. at it. And but you're the reviewer. Right. I still for those who don't know, I still review everything. Yeah. So I'm still the expert for that. So that's what you're, you're managing. You have to manage your team. So we manage our systems the same as we're telling you to help manage because we're still managing all across the country in different time zones and different yep. days and different weeks and different customers. We still have that influx. Well, and it's also selecting the right trainer based on the dynamics at your own location Absolutely. because not every location has the same dynamics and the same vibe. Absolutely. So not every trainer that I have on my staff is going to you know be a great fit personality wise because they all have personalities each plan has a personality all my trainers have a different personality yep. so i've got to match that up and so that's also what you're looking for when you're managing the training including if you're doing it internal is trying to make sure that you're selecting the right trainer that has the right fit and relationship right. or you know that that's they're going to work well with the people that they're training and can relate to them absolutely the relatability is huge and you want to be able to compare what am i really getting and then what is the list of fees and costs and everything else because like i say you know you've got all these weird fees that everybody's tacking or, on or you always hear this is what it costs and we had these unexpected expenses well then manage your business be- better uh, we don't. My, that's not my problem. We, we charge a, a a rate. You pay that rate, and if I messed I, everything up, that's my problem. Yeah, if my team can't book an airline ticket, that's until my problem. The last minute, and it charges me a thousand bucks one way. I, I don't, don't. I don't charge that back. No. I just. Well, it, that's not your fault. It's I our just, fault. I'm not managing. Tighten down my side to try and figure. So it when out. you're so when you're managing a, a cost or managing internal term managing training, you you got to be equal. You got to find what the real list is. Well, and everybody's gotten so good with all the marketing stuff out there. Everybody's gotten really really good at making it all look the same. Like we're we're the same level yeah. of quality. Even and, even and though there's whatever. Even though there's companies you knew and you loved five years ago. There's a thing called sell your business right now. Yeah. I get calls and emails all the time. Do you yeah. want to sell your business? And I know a lot of people have. So you may hire a company one, but they're not the same business they were. Now they're owned and ran completely different. So you still have to evaluate every year 
who do we want to bring in and what do we want to do? And I think that's great. Yeah. I think I think it's great because even if people say, we don't think you're the right fit, Joe, I'm okay with that because yeah. we we want you to get the best product that's your fit. Now, that fit could be whether, whether you do stuff on different platforms or different ways of doing it. Everybody has a way they want to do it, how they want to manage it themselves. Well, that's what I'm saying, you know, from the contractor side, and especially not just necessarily from the trainer, but, you know, just across the board, there's been everybody kind of moving around and selling things and, and you yeah. know, employees always hopping from one company to another company. So, you know, you take something like PSM, you know, a refrigeration equipment installer. I can think about three or four off the top of my head. It's a pretty short list, though, of yeah. who I would personally recommend to do stuff. And even still, the, those companies may have some opportunities with specific employees that we would want some over others. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's, it's really, really just asking the questions and being more detailed than ever, because like I say, everybody, yeah, everybody's gotten really good at making it all look the same. And, We're all and, using the same marketing stuff. Yeah, make it look the, shiny and pretty. Watch the stuff people are selling. Like we've talked more than once in these uh, podcasts about coming out of the pandemic and all, all the these other selling. Yeah. You yeah. got it. Do, do your got job. A, if you're going to be a good trainer out there, do your job. That's the first thing I'm going to tell you. And if you're going to be managing trainer, internal, external, keep them on job task. Yeah, Let I don't do need the to job. hear about the other seven yeah, services you job. do or the equipment you do sell the on job the side. Hire to do first for that ten dollars, yeah, and then go from stuff. there. Yeah. Do your job first. All right. The next one is we got cost of doing the training, internal or external. There's certain costs you're going to have, and those could be travel, hotel, food, fuel, car, all these wild things that we have to pay. Everyone has to pay them. Yeah. And you go back to your goal of like, so what is my return on this investment? Yeah. And am I picking the right version? Are you going to send me to a conference and I have to come back with no data? Well, that's called a vacation. That's a vacation. That's not a conference. Have you ever noticed how many people, because we're a Florida-based company, uh, it's amazing how many people go to conferences in Florida. And most of them don't go by themselves. <laughs> no, no, they don't. So, and it's not saying it's right or wrong, but make sure you're not doing what you should get a return on investment. Well, and so that's the other thing. If you're like, you know what? I'm going to send my employee this two-day train the trainer course, and then they're going to be able to come back and look at all the training they're going to do. You have to really make sure you understand what's included in that syllabus though, to make right. sure that it's relevant because, you know, you talked in one of the podcasts about if they're not covering how to be a trainer though, they're only covering the data. Then that's still, not part of training. There's still a component that's missing there. Yeah. Or, you know, if they're, it was so general that they don't know anything. Didn't they really get any training? The problem is the application in the yeah. field. So if we go to a train the trainer class and it's for 16 different companies at a location that is, you know, general, a conference room or, or that company's yeah. site or something, it makes it difficult depending on the person who's going. Sometimes there's there's an issue with translating that on how they're going to do it at your site. And that's that's part of the, you know, managing is understanding who we should be sending. Absolutely. Here's the way I look at it. I'm a business owner. If I'm going to send you to go to a class, I expect a result and a return when you come back and we should make our business better. If I don't have that, whatever class, whatever course, then it's irrelevant. Right. And, you know, professional development is part of that, too. There's been this weird trend lately where we're seeing people, you know, being offered opportunities to do professional development or they're requesting opportunities to do professional development. So that's going and getting, you know, becoming a refrigeration tech or getting a CSP or or an EMT certification or something. Yeah, we call it we call it educate so you can get a better job somewhere else. Yeah. I spend all your time and money taking our money and time. So you're going to help the business, but you end up leaving. 
Right, but the whole time they weren't at the business, Correct. right? Like they so were gone because they, they were studying and they weren't moving no. your business forward. And you know, I, I you believe never in got direct returns. I believe anything you spend money on, you should get a return on it. Well, and so that's that's part of it is determining who is going to be even having these opportunities open to them to take advantage of, right? That's like, correct. do you have to be here for a certain amount of time to show that you're loyal to the company? And you're not going to just. I'll give you an example. We, I I have a lot of plants of refrigeration. <laughs> I've been to a lot of different training for refrigeration. I don't believe at all that you should get hired in the next few days. You go to a course because part of the course should be you have a certain amount of knowledge where you go. Yeah, or so else I, it's not super. So if you ask any location I have, I'm going to tell you, uh, if you hire somebody, they need to be there for a few months learning your systems, your ideas yeah. before you go to that course. Because if you don't watch it, you'll train them and everything Educate and they leave. them to leave. Yeah. That's not and now fair. They make more money down the road. Yeah, it's not fair. I'm very much in ethics. And I, I, I don't think that's right. So the point of it is how you manage it, though, is how you, what you got to look at. Well, and just understanding what some of these things actually mean when you break them down, like a certification. I'm going to go get a 10 hour certification for OSHA or 30 hour. I'm going to take a 30 hour class. What does that mean? What are you physically doing? Because if you're, the if you're HR or an ops manager and you're sending them to it, you just are Googling. Someone says, send them to a 10 hour. You, you, have, like, okay. you have no idea what value you're getting out or not. And that's why I go back to If you want to do that, fine. But you should say, there's here's, a list of, here's the list of expectations I want when you come back. And there's different class, different yeah. versions. Find a class that meets these. This, right? yeah, like, find, find out your list first. Like the CSP. So, you know, why are we getting a CSP? What does that even mean? Where's the do, value I get back from my company? Well, so here's my, here's my, here's my thing with the CSP. I'm not saying that there's not excellent safety people that also have a CSP. CSP. But I've seen a lot of safety people who are not excellent safety people that have a CSP. And I've seen vice versa. I've seen some amazing people who have no certifications. Yeah. Yeah. And all we're saying is it's not the certifications are right or wrong. You got to evaluate if you're going to manage training. You're managing training. How are you going to manage all this as you go through the year? Right. Like you, did you know that you don't even have to, or that you, that you can't sit for the CSP yes. based on yes. your time in the industry? Because you can Google that. Yeah. 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 So like you can't just, so that, that raises a flag to me of like, well, what is the test for then? If I can't based on years in industry, have sure. somebody go and take it. Like and, what, what and, are they testing for? If it's not experience and understanding how to apply the code in the field, absolutely. what is it for then? But there is, there's all kinds of certifications and that's what we're talking about. Yeah. All kinds of certifications, all kinds of training. If you're going to send someone out to get something or have something, figure out what the goal you have for them before you do it. Yeah. And like, does that meet the goal? Because there's so many things in different ways you can get training now. You got to yeah. target what your end result is. And there's so many different conferences, too. There I is. Mean, there's tons of now. We Googled them the other day just to see, and it was wild. Well, based on where you are with your safety culture, you know, some are going to be better than others. Absolutely. Better fit because, you know. You grow. You should yeah, grow. You should grow. So, I mean, you know, part of it, if, if you got people saying, well, we want to go to this conference. Well, who's presenting there and what are they covering? Is it stuff we all implemented yeah. 10 years ago? Or, you know, what's going on with that? Because if it is, well, then they're not able to provide value. Now, right. if it's all new information, well, then okay. But who who are the speakers? Like, when, when was the last time they were in the field? You know That's what I mean? Great. That, again, for those of you who don't know about me, I, I number one fear I've had the entire time we've been in this company is I did not want to lose touch with how it really moves in the field. 
Well, and that's in, that's what ends up happening at a lot of conferences. Yeah, you, well, I see so many people at conferences, trainers have been doing that so long that they are. Well, that's all they do. They do they do like the conference cycle. But the thing that's weird about the conferences to me is you don't get paid to be a presenter. No, for those you don't know, you usually pay your own way and you give up your time and you give up your ideas. And I'm so like, but just, if you're just kicking it as a trainer, you're not going to take a day off to make nothing to give away your ideas for free. Not always. No. You know, unless you're and, just- and there's a and there's a value in being a presenter, and there's a value in talking to people. I think that's admirable, uh, but at the same time, you have to be realistic about what. What the, are they providing? What are they, what if they're data? not, if they're not the getting, if they're not getting anything for it, what are they providing? And mm-hmm. like I said, you know, based on where you are in your safety journey, absolutely, it's going to have varying levels of. You know, applicability to what you're trying to if do. You're, if you're trying to learn basic safe stuff, a 10 hour, I think they're great for a 10 that. hour may be fine. If you go to a yeah. conference, say, how do I get general? I see a lot of people go to those. It's great. If you're looking like well, for, and going like, through the booths is always good. I mean, you could actually get some value out of what's going on. going through. But the if booths, you want to be so. like, you know, seventh tier advanced level safety professional, you call yourself. There is a point in history where you kind of hit a limit, and there's yeah, not there's much not stuff over that. Out, yeah, there's not a lot going on at the conferences for that level yeah. of of yeah. You so, know, so you have to evaluate program. the stage you're at and where you're at in your career, and evaluate where you're going and what you're getting out of it. And then, like I said, if you are going to come down to Florida, you know, that's great. We love Florida. It's hot. It's beautiful. About the beach, you know. But just realize that uh, if you are sending people there, ask them what they did Friday. Because if you've ever been to those, because I still go to the conferences, so let's keep it real. I still go to them, and we're going to some next year. So they, like I said, they do have value. But I also understand that Fridays are the small suitcase, ready to leave early flight, or they're that we're going to the beach day. Yeah. So if I'm a if I'm an instructor at a conference, I'm like, I hope I'm Monday through Thursday. You know, no because, yeah, I'm trying to leave. Yes, yeah, so, not at the right place. So the point of it is, everything that you're sending people out and you're managing, just understand what 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 you're really paying it's, for. It's not. The a pretty glittery marketing message that is marketed to solve all your problems in my world it's everything has pros and cons yes. and i don't know how you make an educated decision if you don't understand both sides because i don't know much of anything that is just as a, a fix all and you do this one thing and it's going right. to solve all the world's problems but that's how everything's marketed yeah so i mean you just have to be realistic about what are my goals and then what of that list will this item fix because yeah, it's like going to fix everything risk reduction fix no matter what you pay for and what you send your people to you should have risk reduction Yep. And you should have some kind of tangible, it moved the business forward. Absolutely. You should be able to like see a difference. There should be something we're rolling out, something we did better, some kind of benefit that we can point to, to be like, well, we spent money on this and here's all the things we got out of it that made the business better, saved us money or whatever, you know, improved people's work environment or whatever the case is. It should be better somehow. Absolutely. That's the biggest thing. So for this one, manage and training. You gotta manage the people internally that you're training that may need community education or other opportunities. You have the manager and the training where they're gonna have internal trainers or external trainers. You gotta have managing who's gonna to go to training. And managing the training is if you don't watch it, it becomes its own job during the year. Yeah. When you look at how many employees need lockout training and how many employees need forklift training, I mean, the training and managing it can be a big piece of the puzzle. And sometimes because it is so big, it does get sections of a loss. So all we're asking you is go back, relook at your business and start breaking down well, how many times do we really train here and how do we manage this really? And it's it's amazing how many you may find some opportunities for you. Yeah. So, all right. That's all I got today. All right. All right. Have thank you, everybody. Have a good day. 
Thank you for listening to Safe, Efficient, Profitable, a worker safety podcast. If you like what you heard here, please take a moment to write us a quick review, like, subscribe, and share our podcast so that others can find us. For questions or to request topics that you'd like to hear on our next show, please visit us at www.allen-safety.com. Thank you.